With that being said, we shift our attention to the mining sector and, uh, of course, uh, artisanal and small-scale mining seen as an illicit and illegal activity here in South Africa. And uh, one miner allegedly uh, losing both of his legs uh, amputated during a dig operation yesterday morning in City Deep. Uh, in the south of Johannesburg, and uh, I'm joined now on the line by a national coordinator at the Mining Affected Communities United in Action, and uh, also one of the many organisations that have been organising small and uh, small-scale and artisanal miners, uh, Makua, and uh, that is Mishak Mbangula. Mishak, good evening to you, Putuam Gunjan. Good evening to you as well, to the listeners. Mishak, uh, certainly a horrific story here that we've seen of uh, uh, an artisanal miner having both of his legs amputated uh, uh, yesterday by uh, some form of a mechanical digging machine that uh, they were using in the city deep area to mine, I guess, marginal deposits of gold. Uh, This uh, speaks volumes, I guess, about the unsafe conditions uh, that many find themselves in. And uh, uh, as I was saying earlier on, I I certainly don't take an approach that says, well, uh, what what were they doing there in the first place? you know, for this guy to even have both of his legs amputated. Just briefly speak to us, certainly, about some of the work that you are doing to organize uh, illegal miners and uh, whether or not uh, you have uh, received any receptive ears in government that would ensure that the work of some artisanal miners is much safer uh, than uh, this example suggests. Thank you, uh, Our government, the problem is, doesn't want to open up a platform where it can engage these artisanal miners, so-called Zamazamas, mm. you know, to be able to talk to them and to formalize them and uh, uh, decriminalize them. In, 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 this, in a country that is shrinking gold uh, resources and reserves, make it, make it industrial mining, you know, um, less economically viable in the long term. Artisan miners in abandoned mines and ownerless mines could be a game changer because we have been facing a lot of uh, unemployment in this country. But if we are able to engage and train these people, skill training for small-scale mining, uh, particularly in relative to to safety mining procedures, practices, we obviously and centralize the process the system of regulation and the process of um, uh, precious metals would obviously make these Zamazamas contribute significantly to you know, in, in, in our supply chain mm. in a legal way. Yeah. I mean, the other question, uh, uh, Mishak, that many people might be asking themselves is, you know, what, what's then in it for some of the mining companies? Uh, say, you know, uh, Mishak owns a certain mine through his company. He realizes that uh, some of the deposits, they are marginal. They wouldn't be economic to go and dig up. Um, uh, w- what's in it for, for me as a company there with that asset uh, when uh, some of the Zamazamas potentially go out there and dig up some of these resources? What, what do I benefit, uh, when we, especially when we're starting to think about how we, I guess, decriminalize uh, what has been seen as illegal mining here in South Africa? Yeah, um, it, it's important that is, uh, we understand that is, um, the current approach which... Uh, our government favors mm. or the, the, the mind using the law to bring Ramazanas to book is misguided and counterproductive. The poverty and, you know, the socioeconomic um, issues factor sure. driving the phenomenon are bigger and more relentless than 
the rule of the law. Mm. So the people, because of their poverty, un- unemployment, and everything, will risk their life in any form of disease. The only thing that can bring us to formalize, to centralize this uh, uh, this, this sector, will obviously make, be able to provide um, monitoring and everything so that these people can be, uh, you know, and be able to work with them. But if we keep on uh, pushing them away, yes, we are trying to see these issues of um, um, people using machines that are not trained to do. And and you know w- when you look at uh, maybe the I guess the the makeup of some of the people who are engaged in this kind of artisanal mining because it's different in different places, right? Uh, if you go to Velcom, you by and large are finding uh, different groupings there jostling for power, be it uh, those uh, Basoto coming from Lesotho and uh, vis-a-vis I guess uh, some of the Mozambican groups that are that are working there. When when we think about the southern part of Johannesburg where this incident happened, the city deep, uh, you know you've interacted with some of um, the miners that are working in that space. What is their social context? Bavela uh, and and more importantly, uh, where are they selling some of the gold that they're mining? Obviously, um, before when mining started in South Africa, uh, the mines, the capitalist mines, went out to Zimbabwe, Mozambique, the Sutu, and uh, got our brother to come and work in the mine for cheap labor. Mm. And uh, and when they they are closing the mines. They didn't really give skills to these miners to be marketed in other sectors. And the only thing that they can do is to go back to the mines. And as they go back to the mines, they get this gold. Obviously, they will uh, call their other brothers to say, um, come, we are working here in these mines and we are getting something. But if we are able to have a formal market uh, with these Zamazamas uh, the miners, because you must remember, uh, that the big mines that we have now started as Zamazamas and were regulated and formalized. Mm. They, the very same big mines make their roads very difficult for the rightful owners of this country and for black people to be able to uh, access uh, uh, permits, uh, mining rights, and everything. So, which is now, even if they did rehabilitate the land, which is it's a criminal, and they still want not anybody to benefit from looting and going away without the rehabilitation. The people who started the problem are the big mines who looted and without the rehabilitation. Now we are facing that, and we are blaming the people who are just going there to put bread on the table. Mm-hmm. But what about those who didn't rehabilitate? We would have used this land for something else, for land, for farming, for other things. But the people coming all over the place, obviously they will uh, come if they hear that there is money getting from the suit and everything. But if we formalize and uh, decriminalize everything, we can be able to monitor Mm. this because of uh, coming to this thing. But if the government doesn't want to open up a platform, it believes that these people are criminals and so on. Because of poverty uh, unemployment, the number is going, but we might let's open up a platform because we are we want to to, to to talk to you and let people let them hear what what they want from you. But that was not killing. Mm-hmm. Now we know that you have been party and, uh, of course, have engaged 
uh, in uh, some of the deliberations and debates that have informed the mining charter. I'm interested to hear from you, Mishak, uh, whether or not uh, how we are thinking legislatively in the mining sector and even with the uh, 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 whatever structures, codes of practice and uh, base practice that we're putting into place, whether or not we're creating a space uh, for some of these artisanal and small-scale miners. Yeah, um, we believe that is recently the, 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 the government, let me say Makua, is organizing a very big national um, um, meeting for the Zamazamas, all yeah. the Zamazamas in South Africa. And we believe that in that platform we'll be able to uh, hear what they want to say and let them uh, all over the country meet and be able to say, we're not criminals, but we are prepared to talk to the government and come up with a way forward to plan a way forward. And over and above, we will force the government to engage us to make sure that it, if we are formalized, as advocated, the revenue, the resources are shrinking, and other we have abandoned mines all over the South Africa, 7,000 abandoned mines. Mm. And in that abandoned mines, the, 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 the big mines were interested in uh, maximizing profits. They don't interest it in small coins. And what do we do with those up and in mind? When we have people who can go in there and be formalized and uh, add into the economy of South Africa. But if we're not doing that, uh, it's, it's a problem. But we believe that it's through the pressure that we give to the government, yeah, especially Kimberly, we'll be able to, because in Kimberley, we managed to have a group of Zamazamas who are legalized and formalized, and today are doing the work very well at, uh, in Kimberley. So if we can do it in Kimberley, we can do it in all over the country. Yeah, yeah. Mishak, we'll have to leave it there, my brother. I really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us this evening.